0: scarring it's an interesting thing i have scars and i'll look at those scars and i'll find a beauty in them a beauty in surviving whatever it was that caused the scar that's physical scars scars you can see mental scars can be the can be the same way Take a beautiful woman with what in your mind is a perfect face, and you scar it. And you still find great, great beauty. Maybe even more beauty in the fact that she survived what inflicted that scar. It's, it's, it's. One of those things in human nature we talk about often and that is discussed, and the ideal of it is batted around that scars make us beautiful. It's not the appearance of the scar, it's not the physical attributes of the scar that you find attractive, that you find beautiful. To some people, it may be. And to each their own kink. But to most, it's it's the process of healing. It's what happens after. And that's because we're human. And because of our process. Our process of healing. But I'll tell you a place that walk through these hills, and I hike and I look. I'll tell you, the earth doesn't scar like we scar. It's perfect. It's perfect in its untouched, undisturbed nature. It is perfect. Now we have to have a place in it. Can we live in it, on it, with it, without disturbing it? No, not it. Not in the way that we live. Not in the relationship we have with it. Not in in the demands we have and the greed. And I'm um, no saint. Um, enjoy my home, um, I enjoy the ability to drive places and be places and see things, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the electricity that coal brings, <clears throat> the homes that lumber provide, I do. But it's not without guilt. It's not something I felt when I was younger. It's something that I thought, it's, it's part of life. It's inevitable, and it's not inevitable. We have to learn to properly define things, but it is something that almost no one's willing to change because of the sacrifice they make. So is it possible that the simplest solution is to be better stewards of the world around us and to, to do better with what we have? That seems the most practical, but we don't. An old logging road and a strip mine cut off the side of the hill. Those are scars. Scars created so that we could have ugly, selfish things, things that we love things that, in all honesty, I don't think any of us are willing to give up. There's no beauty in those scars. It's beautiful to watch the earth reclaim it. It's beautiful to watch it reclaim the decay that man built. Old buildings and infrastructure. It's beautiful to watch it take that back. There's a symbiotic feel to it as it grows and feeds off of that old structure. But when you cut yourself, there's this gaping wound. And it's disgusting and hard to look at. And that's what that logging road or that strip mine. That's, that's what that is. It's that gaping wound. Now, if you stitch that wound up and treat it appropriately and handle it with care, minimal scarring, if any, depending on the cut. But if you don't, if you let it get infected or you just let it go, it can cause great scarring. They don't reclaim or fix back or address these issues. Scars on the earth just start to grow over, just like the skin on a cut. You know, there may be great beauty in the kudzu trying to swallow a house. There's very little of that beauty in nature trying to retake something so foreign to its skin. It just sticks out like an anomaly. It's an ugly sight. It's an ugly sight to feed ugly habits, to feed ugly desires, to feed greedy people. Greedy people like me. Greedy people like you. I can't stop mining. Not right now, maybe someday. It's always maybe someday. I don't know the solution, and I I wish that I did. And just know that when I was 10 or 11 years old, walking through the hills, I was excited about every flat I found, every road, every point of access, everything that allowed me further into nature. it brought me great exuberance. And it fueled my imagination to build homes and forts and cities in the wild and to live there. Of course, in my mind, it would still look wild. It would still be wild. I didn't think of the artificial and planting that I wanted to do there. But I never got bummed. Not completely. There was times when I'd walk up on something and go, I bet this was once beautiful. I never give it a second thought and walk by. But as you age, mortality creeps in. We are, in the end, all mortal. All eventually facing death. You know that fear of loss, that fear of death, it echoes now. And everything around me used to fish. I used to fish excessively. Not excessively, that's inaccurate. I used to fish a lot. A couple of years ago I was fishing. I was trying to help everyone else and I stopped cranking on a rooster tail, a bait that needed to be cranked. Generally, you don't get a hit if it's not. And then resumed cranking to find that I actually had a fish on. And the fish came into the bank and swallowed the hook. And uh, it was dead or dying soon to die, bleeding. I wasn't gonna eat it. I was just gonna take its freedom, and its life and an essence from it for just a moment. And then like some childish God using life as a toy, throw it back. And I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't tear a fish's lip or understand. I have no issue with the sport of fishing, especially fishing for substance. I have no issue eating fish. It was one of those mild hippie moments that I've had in my life. But it was an important moment. It spoke to me because I started point of reflection. When I was about 18, went on a hunting trip. A very close friend of mine. I love deer, meat, venison. I love the elk, the fish. And I thought, if I could kill my own deer, I, I would be a man, for one. And I would be able to provide for myself. So there's something primal about it, something carnal about it that feels good. And, then, and it's, it's respectable, and I still feel that it is. I very much feel that it's respectable. Now 40, and in that, actually 41, 20 plus years, I've killed probably on average zero deer. Couldn't pull the trigger that first time. And went one other time and couldn't do it. Selfishly, cowardly. I could eat it, but I couldn't take the life. I'm not ashamed of that. Not at all. It's who I am. It's a reflection of me. But I noticed that in that process, I gave great reverence to that life and didn't feel that for whatever reason I was honorable enough or important enough or even had the right to take that life. Not that all hunters are or, or should or do, but I knew I didn't. And I thought about my life. I killed very few things. Taken very little life. And in my mid-30s, that became a, a point of thought and reflection, but nothing massive. By my late 30s, it had grown. And I found great pride and the lack of loss, and the lack of lives I'd taken. I never killed a dog, not even because it was mean, not because I do it for sport, because I've seen that done. Not seen it, but known of it, known well of it. People are monsters. By 40, I wasn't killing bugs. And I still try to point that out to my son when my wife finds a spider and freaks out. I don't know to what level they exist. I don't know to what frequency they resonate. And I don't know to what capacity they feel, experience, and most importantly, love. I have no idea, I have no way of knowing. But I know me, and I know I don't want to be responsible for taking away the opportunity for anything to experience this. There has to be limitations to it. There's times even now where probably a mild case of lunacy leaks in and I wonder how culpable I am for death by walking on the grass or breaking a weed, cutting trees. Cutting trees has become very personal to me. It's not something I do very often. And and I'm hoping by the time this small remodel's done in my house that into the fall and winter, be we working on a cabin, and i to cut those logs myself. I'll be honest with you, I want to do that respectfully. I never knew what that was before. I never, I never understood what that meant. But I come out on these construction sites, and I go on these different places, and I see these guys throw their skull cans down and throw their pops over the hills and not metal, not things that can come warm with the earth maybe at some point, but plastics. And I hear them tell me about where they're hunting that year and the last fish they caught. And I know that deep down they savvy themselves uh, an outdoorsman, a man, a hunter, a provider, at one with nature, not afraid of beast, nor day. And to me, and for what I say, and for what I find myself believing more and more every day, to them, just a hippie. It's always an ugly word to me. And I'll tell you why. Nothing to do with the acid or the drugs. I believe in drug experimentation. Uh, nothing to do with the free love. Uh, it's not what I would do as a married person, but as a single person. Well, no problem at all with it. Nothing to do with the rebellion against culture as it shoved down our throat and, and politics. Uh, believe it 110%. Now, as a child, maybe some issue with the lack of support for war. Uh, but it, like I said, that would be as a child, and as an adult, I have zero support for war. I understand there will be wars we can't avoid, avoid, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Now, soldiers in Vietnam who were conscripts in a way and draft that didn't want to be there and didn't want to participate to show them a lack of respect for what they were forced and punished to go through, that I never agreed with. That wasn't all hippies. But there was a negative connotation on hippies because that was what culture told us. And I've jokingly even said it over the past few years, some hippy-dippy bullshit, but maybe at the end of the day, that's that's what I am. And the people that I would interact with every day on these scarred up, cut up mountains, they would have zero respect for hippy-dippy bullshit. At a certain age, in a way still, the cowboys of Westerns were some of my biggest heroes. Men who herded cattle with knowledge and ability and kindness to the animal knew the land, knew how and when to work it, want to do for it. Some of the first people to stand up and protect water rights and free open ranges. About as hippie as you can get. And I like that. Don't get me wrong, I, I buy meat. Eat it. Never see that stopping. Would like for it to be more ethically treated and would like to find a way to promote that and do that better myself. But to take that myself, to extinguish that life, I don't think I'm worthy of that yet. I understand that that automatically does not mean that the meat I take is done in the correct manner that I buy and I go get doesn't make me a good person because I'm trading my own guilt for the sins of another. But That's a scar. It's a scar I've got that I'd like to help heal. And it'll be ugly, the process and probably the after result. But there'll be a beauty In that attempt. And that, that means a lot to me.